Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we have quite a jam-packed episode. We're going to be recapping that terrible loss to Monterrey in the Estadio Azteca. We're going to be previewing the upcoming match against Atlético San Luis and plenty of plenty of transfer rumors along the way. Quite the episode today. But before I go any further, let me introduce, as always, my co-host, New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, Brooklyn's very own AJ and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing, doing good today, Ivan. Thank you. Oh, AJ jumped the gun here. What's up, man? What's up with that? <laughs> what's up with, what's up with what's that, up? man? It's but chronological yeah, no. order, my friend. Chronological order. But we're doing good, though. I hope everyone else is doing well. Everyone's staying safe, wearing their mask. And yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, Definitely a lot of things to cover, so I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about in regards to that Monterrey match. Not just the result itself, but a lot of things happened in that game in which we have to talk about in regards to the rest of the season for Las Aguilas de la América. But AJ, he jumped the gun a little bit, but how is life over there in Brooklyn? <laughs> um, life's going well over here. I mean, thank you for asking. Just getting myself ready for um, college because um, class starts tomorrow for me. So I guess it's a good way to um, start things off with the podcast before I jump right into college. Definitely getting yourself ready. And our very beloved own cowboy, how's life over there in Texas right now? I know it's hot. Yeah, it's starting to get a little hotter. Um, right now we're in the mid-90s, but we're probably going to see triple digits here pretty soon. But uh, drinking plenty of water, and obviously I'm drinking a Powerade for now. All right, good. Well, good. this episode is brought to you by Powerade. I see that uh, Cowboy Dan has officially partnered up with them and recharging his electrolytes. Good to see that uh, we're finally moving up in the world there. Oh, man, I don't know if that's a sponsorship, but you can say whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not confirming that. <laughs> Neither is he denying it, ladies and gentlemen. Neither is he denying it. Well, we've done roll call now. Gentlemen, let's get straight into this one because I know that's what people came here. They came for the analysis. They came to hear us get mad and upset over the game because rightfully so, America let not just the fans down, but I think a lot of people who are watching this game thinking that America had more to offer in regards to this matchup against Rayados. So let's get into this one. Christian, the result ends up being 3-1. to one. Could have ended up being much, much worse. Take on uh, on it after the final whistle. Fuera Piojo. Hashtag Fuera Piojo. Now, you, you did talk to me about this a little bit on the side, and, and we did kind of joke around about this, but how, you know, we've had about, what, three days to process the, the loss. Um, and I think it's good because if we would have just jumped on right after the episode, I think uh, we would have definitely have lost our heads even more so than what we've already thought about. but. Are are you sitting here now analyzing everything that just happened with that Monterrey game, looking at what happened in the Querétaro game and just games prior to this? Are you on board with this hashtag for Piojo? Do you think it's time to let go of the Mexican manager and start looking elsewhere? No, no, I was just joking because, you know, you know, if the if the coach wants to take it as a joke and the players want to take it as a joke, you know, then why shouldn't we take it as a joke? You know, Saturday night was just a complete embarrassment for everyone, uh, fans, players, coaches, staff, everybody involved in the America community. Complete embarrassment. You know, there's no way a team like America should go out there at their home field and play like like without a purpose, without heart, without determination. That's not America. That's not how we're, we're meant to play. We're meant to go out there and give our all for 90 minutes. But literally, I saw none of that from nobody on anybody. No one on that team saved ourselves from that from Saturday night. Nobody. Yeah, no. And, and that's the thing. I think no, no player is able to hide under a rock in this situation. I think we were a bit lenient in the Querétaro game and thought, well, maybe it's a one-off thing. But then having the situation happen again in... in uh, at home in the Estadio Azteca, it just, it, it worries me. It worries me very, very much. So, AJ, how did you come away with this? I know you were one of the more heated persons on, uh, not just on Twitter, but on our group chat as well, you know. So, quite the emotion roller coaster that you had on Saturday. But tell me, how have you processed all of this going forward? And now, uh, being as objective as you can be, sitting down here, tell me exactly what you think of this America loss. This America loss was really hard to just take in. Like after the Queretaro loss, like we let in 
so far it's been seven goals in just two games just like witnessing this team play against Monterrey was just a complete disaster like I'm not understand like what was going on with this team like I simply I was confident enough to think like we could pull off with the win but just seeing like how Christian mentioned no one was just playing with like their um the full 100% it seemed like they just wanted to get this game like done and over with as soon as the first goal um fell through for a month three so it's just like it's just really disappointed I'm just really confused to like what's happening with this team we have so far I have um six games, six games into the season and just like seeing this loss I felt like it just impacted everyone on the team, not only just like for Bjorn for the players, but I feel like it's for um, every America fan. Yeah, no, I, I think you put it in a very good perspective. Now, Dylan, you were rightfully upset last week whenever the America players, as you quote, were dragging ass on the pitch. Now, do you do you still concur to that conclusion today? Do you think that America did indeed drag ass again on Saturday? Yeah, I, I, I kind of think uh, they did a little bit. Um, but also you can feel how the game uh, definitely shifted, especially after Bruno Valdez's injury. Uh, you bring on uh, Aguilera. Um, I, I just don't even know what to say about that. Now you're just kind of stuck in this crisis mode where, you know, you're just kind of short on center back depth. I mean, I, I'm just lost at words for this game that happened. I, I just really am. Um, it. I just didn't see no effort anywhere from nobody, and I, I think I'm just going to stop there. Well, let's let's stop there, and let's start at the beginning, because I think that's the proper way of going about it. I think we're just kind of jumping into this, and while people are watching the highlights, I think it's a good place to start at exactly where you mentioned. It was that Bruno Valdez injury that kind of just shifted momentum for America, and I think just the team kind of turned off. I think it's those little minutes that in which the game isn't being played. Some of the America players just have a tendency to switch off and just kind of never really find their rhythm back into the game. I think America and Monterrey were going at it for a little bit. And then, you know, before the injury, I think America looked well. I think America could have grown on what they were doing. But again, this injury happens. And then all of a sudden, it seems that, you know, it goes from bad to worse as Aguilera comes in, commits a penalty. Uh, and, and then, of course, you know, it's just it goes all downhill from there. There wasn't really much of a reaction from America. And then, you know, you get the second goal scored on. And then, you know, you think he can push one back after Aguilera, you know, converts the penalty. But then just minutes later, you get, you know, you just concede again. So, Christian, Tell me, what, what went wrong for America? Why is it that these players have a tendency to shut down in moments like this? You know, and I'm not even mentioning the Roger red card at that point. So, you know, what's 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 going on with this lack of consistency? It's it's kind of hard to tell, you know, and, you know, more, most of the blame I think I put on the coach, but definitely the players are at fault, too. It's the players job to kind of go out there and give it their all, whether the team's losing or not. Um, when whatever circumstance giving to you throughout the match, it's the player that needs to go out there and kind of just finish the job. Now, while I guess players tried to, you know, the coach didn't do much help with whatever was said at halftime or whatever formation he planted out at, at minute one. You know, everything for me, and I think I spoke about it on Twitter for any, for any of you that follow me. Uh, I think Bioho set us up for failure from minute one. I told you and I told everybody how I don't like this this formation of about putting Cordova on the wing uh, and then Henry and Vinas up top. It just doesn't work for us anymore. It didn't work for us last season. It's not going to work for us this season again. So when you're at a moment of need and when you have players at your disposal, you go back to a formation that doesn't work. You know, it's just going to lead to failure. And, you know, from there on, you know, I thought that I made it grow on in the first 10 minutes, like you said. But even then, though, after the Bruno Valdez injury, we just depleted once again. And there was just no turning back from that. Yeah, and kind of kind of like what you're saying, Ivan, that's something I was going to mention. But, you know, I'm just more upset with the fact, you know, you, you played, I guess you could say in a sense, about, what, 10%, 8% of the match, you know, fairly well. But then, you know, an injury happens, you know, you can't cope with it. I think that's the upsetting part about all of this is just seeing the team uh, not being able to to give a statement to give an answer uh, whenever they're in the face of adversity you know they just they just kind of let it take over and realize you know there is nothing to, nothing to be done um, I feel like uh, some of this does fall, fall on Piojo because he wasn't obviously able to motivate the team after that injury and the team just just got lackadaisical too much and when there was no need for it to be lackadaisical so I think that's just the most upsetting part but you are correct you know about the beginning of the game where the team you know did show some good signs you know it seemed like it, it, this was going to be a good game and then the injury happened obviously 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, like you mentioned, you know, in the face of adversity, before other America teams under Piojo were able to rattle that and, and kind of, you know, put that on their shoulder and say, okay, we're going to push forward and we're going to fight. And I think we mentioned it. Uh, well, I was talking to you, AJ, while the game was going on, that, you know, after the Roger Martinez red card, you know, you said that America has a tendency to rile back up and to play even better with 10 men. But then, the situation happens, and, and I think we talked about it too last week whenever Richard Sanchez gets the red card. It's that now this America side is just lacklustrous no matter what the situation is. As If if there is no injuries, if there is no red cards, we can see the best of America. But if something goes wrong, things turn south for America. Where do you think just things have gone wrong, AJ? I, it seems like, as you mentioned with um, before, Ivan, like, when we lost Richard Sanchez to the red card, we lost all creativity in the midfield where it seemed like no one can just connect the pass or just make any kind of play in order to create a goal-scoring opportunity. Now, when Bruno Vaz got himself injured, it felt like there was no defensive presence in the box at all. And it was just really hoping that the Monterey players didn't get so close into our area and try to score a goal. So I felt like if a player is out or injured, it feels like as if the entire team is going away with that person. So it's just really tough to just see when Bruno just got that um, unfortunate injury at that point. It's just like it was a recipe for disaster. Maybe I was just foreshadowing what the game was going to be like, especially with the Aguilera um, substitution. We could see the penalty like it was one goal, but then it felt like nothing was going to go and anything in our favor at that point. So it just seemed like with no Bruno Valdez, there's just no defensive presence allowed, meaning we're just going to give our opponents a lot of shots at goal or just or we're just going to concede a bunch of goals. If you're playing with 10 men, there's not really much you can do, especially if you're only playing with three defenders in the back. Yeah, no, you know, it, it it's it, it's very difficult. Very, very difficult at that point. But, uh, you know, it's just you want answers, right? At, at that point in this stage, we knew how important America had to get all points that they could, especially at home, right? With such a tough end to the season. Now you feel like you've lost, what, 11 points, right? Two points away at Necaxa and then three points at Querétaro and now three points at home against Monterrey. So now you're looking at yourself and you're like, well, now you've definitely gotten yourself in quite the deep hole because at this point you should have been Six for six, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's what we all thought that America was capable of doing. That's what we all thought Piojo was going to be able to kind of instill on these players. And we thought these players were going to be able to be good enough to get the job done out there. So, I, yeah, go ahead. I just think what adds insult to injury to it, just if I'm not mistaken, there was a stat where Monterey have only won, I think, a game like in the last like 15 times. So just to see them like, get themselves another win just added like insult to injury like it was just really hurting it's like how can i make a side like this like for the most part we had our i would say one of the best starting 11s possible that we displayed against monterey but then i just felt like for us to just lose that you know i was just struggling to find any kind of consistency since last season it just really hurts i'm just wondering like our America are just starting to maybe it's too early for me to start. Are they just starting to like just lose hope into the season, especially with this Bruno Valdez injury? So it's just really demoralizing, just like hearing us that line like that, and just America just to lose, especially at home at the return to the Azteca. I don't think it's so much the fact that America loses, Christian. I think it's the way that America loses that I think has people riled up. It's one thing to go into a match, play your hardest, and have the other opposition just you know, outscore you just because of whatever reason, right? If that's the situation, then we're sitting here and talking and having a different conversation. And we're not necessarily saying hashtag fuera piojo in the more serious tone, but more in kind of a joke tone. But now we're here and we're sitting and we're talking about is the manager the right one for America going forward? Are these players good enough to be wearing an America jersey? And how realistic are our chances going forward into the season? America doesn't give us the liberty to be like, okay, so it was a tough match. America lost, you know, things should have been better here and there. But no, we have to sit here and we have to talk about the fact that America showed no heart. America showed no class. America showed nothing on the pitch. We had, like Christian, uh, like Dylan mentioned, 10 minutes in where we looked like we could make something promising throughout the game. And then again, adversity comes knocking at the door and we just hide and run away from it. I mean, just... 
enlighten me. Tell me something. You summed it up right there. I just, I don't know. It's just, they're, they're, I think you watch after those first 10 minutes. I think it's all telling. I mean, I don't know. I, but, but, but here's my thing. But here's my thing. And, and, and we're going back into this. You know, we, we came into this one just aspect, as spectacle as the Rayados people, right? We go back, listen to that podcast. We weren't as, you know, we weren't that hopeful that America was going to go out there and play the best of game possible. But in the back of our minds, we were saying, okay, Piojo, this is the chance for you to kind of, you know, take, take that Queretaro away game and then just kind of put it behind you and move forward with the rest of the season. Because now you're looking at the rest of the calendar and you're thinking to yourself, well, you got some really good favorable games, but you need momentum and it shouldn't start with San Luis. It should have started a long time ago. Should have started with that Necaxa game and continued on to the way that they played against Santos and so on and so forth. It's just, I'm looking at this and yes, I put a lot of blame on Piojo, but I'm starting to look at some of these players as well. Christian, you mentioned that no one out there on that pitch deserves any credit for any good stuff that they did because everyone just looked like they had their heads down and sure you're running, you're, you're covering the pitch, but because at that point you're, you're down a man because the, you're chasing the ball because the rival has more possession than you. Mm-hmm. But just tell me this, how Listen. much, how much do we have to put on the players? Well, look, here's the thing. Now, you know, we, we talked about America's transfer policy and how maybe this is the right approach, you know, going trying to buy, you know, cheaper, younger superstar talents that can go into something, go to Europe. The only problem with that is, though, if you fill your lineup with that, is lack of experience, lack of leadership. And I think that's exactly what we saw on Saturday. You know, you had Arthur Vinas, you had uh, Santi Cáceres, you had uh, Emilio Sanchez out there, all players with basically no experience at all, no leadership at all. And, um, you know, they, you know, maybe the, the task was too, too tall for them. Your more experienced players, Paul Aguilar, uh, Roger Martinez, Henry Martin, you know, players who've been in America for a while now, who knows what it takes to win, they didn't show up for the team. Now, that's more concerning to me because those are the players that you're supposed to, you know, rely on and, you know, make the difference. You know, your team's down, your team's not playing well. Okay, be the man, pick up, pick up your team, say something, and let's get it going. But no, I saw none of that from nobody. And it's disheartening, especially when, you know, your so-called captain, Bruno Valdez, goes down. I think that should rattle you up a little bit, no? You know, you're like, damn, our captain just went down. Let's go. Let's pick it up now. Let's win the game for him. And we did the complete opposite. We completely deflated. And, you know, that's just that that just can't go on anymore. I think you put it perfectly. I think you summed it up in, in the best way. It's just no one had the audacity to, you know, pick up the ball and say, look, I don't care if I have to put the team on my shoulders, but I will carry you guys and get us through this, right? I mentioned that Cordoba needed to have that type of game. Didn't see him have that type of game. Yeah, he played out on the wing, and maybe that does kind of hinder some of his talents, but I still think, I still want him to showcase. I feel like he knows that there's eyes on him, European eyes on him specifically. So I think if you're a European team and you're thinking, well, this kid can only play in the center mid and he's not versatile enough to to either want to play out on the wing or play a little bit deeper in in the midfield, then why am I going to be looking at him, right? Didn't see enough of there. Roger? I, I don't even know what to say. I think the less I say of him, the better, because at this point, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. Paulo Aguilar, I don't even know if he should be wearing an America jersey going forward. I mean... Yeah, that third goal was a complete disgrace. Complete yeah. disgrace. It's, it's horrendous. I, I, I don't even know if he even wants to be out on the pitch anymore. That's just how it, it looks like for me at that point. Walking around, just never really tracking back, out of position. Yeah, no, it's... At that at that point, at that point, at that age, you don't you play smart. You you know you you say, okay, I know what I have to be position wise. This guy's faster than me. I should take a little more steps back. I know exactly where to but you don't see that from Paul Aguilar. You don't see that. You just see kind of a bit of laziness towards his game. And he's just kind of like, Well, I mean, they'll just they'll deal with it. If he gets past me, they'll deal with it. You know? But this, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Ivan, but I think this is something I, I kind of just say all the time. You know, I think Piojo needs to realize and adjust to the game. You know, he sees that his defense is leaving a lot of gaps. I think this is why I called for Santi and also to kind of play together because they can kind of fill in the gaps whenever there was gaps needed to be filled. You know, Aguilera, we know there's a lot of gaps. And then when you have him on the same side as um as Paolo Aguilar, it, it just creates, it creates, you know, madness for us. It's it's complete disarray, complete disorganized uh, backline that we have, and I I think we could have probably maybe softened the blow if we had both Santi and also there. I don't know what you guys think about that. 
what I'm honestly thinking, I remember when America won the title back in 2013, we played five in the back. We had Layun, Topo Valenzuela, Massa Rodriguez, Akibado Mosquera, and Paula Aguilar. That defense was solid enough to not allow so many goals in. I know those we only have Paula Aguilar there left, but I'm thinking you think five in the back could possibly work in at least trying to strengthen this America team. I feel like in midfield and and um, strikers, I feel like we're fine. This is the fence. It's just where the gap lies, like where the true problem is. So I feel like maybe we can go five in the back. That could maybe solve some of the problems. I know there's not many players that we have on our squad that can maybe fill in the role, but I feel like that could maybe just be the safe bet, a 5-3-2 perhaps. And, you know, interesting that you bring that up. I know other people have. Shout out to Brian from... Uh from our, our good friend over on Twitter, he uh, he's, he's mentioned that he he wants to see a five three two. But it's something that I brought up as well at the beginning of this uh, kind of season. Whenever we did kind of our uh, you know pre uh, our season preview, Christian is that mentioned that we don't have the players to play out on the wide. So let's play central. And I and I joked around with you and I said let's kind of go back to that AC Milan. You know, that 2005 AC Milan playing style in which you had five players at the back. Of course, it's three dif- three center backs and then, you know, two full backs, two full, uh, two full wing backs, excuse me. And then you just kind of get creative in the midfield. And, you know, some people have a tendency they could go wide or, you know, stay more central, whatever the case may be. But now thinking about it and hearing about it, you know, I, I, I think it's just AJ has a point here. It, it should be something that we should go forward with, don't you think? The only problem I have with that is we don't have the players for it. Okay, so you have Aguilera, Sebastian Cáceres, and then this rumored center back. Okay, that's fine. You start playing with it, you start doing fine. What if one of them goes down? We don't have another defender to come in and and fill in that gap. That's going to hurt us even more because then we're going to have to adjust again to another formation. And then we, you know, by then it might be too late. I think it's exactly what Dylan was alluding to is the fact that we're very, very limited to kind of the depth that we have at center back. Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the only real true option America has off the bench at this point is uh, Juarez, no? Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's really that really is it. I mean, besides the, which I know we'll talk about later, but obviously with Fuentes, you know, potentially coming back, but um, it just kind of goes back to show too, you know, um, how how vital Ortega was to stay in. Um, but you know, it's 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 just kind of interesting to see how this will play forward, uh, with all these the rumors circulating right now. Um, especially how Piojo is gonna come out um this coming Saturday, I believe. Um, but I, I that that's just kind of my concern too. I mean, while somebody goes down, then what are you gonna do next? It's even more oh, yeah. painful as oh go my ahead, bad. Go ahead. My bad. No, go ahead, Adrian. No. It's just as well, like, as you mentioned, uh, like, had Ortega was our, also our another option eh, along with Ramon Juarez. The problem is we just loan out Toluca, and I don't think he's even played a single game yet for Toluca. So I'm just wondering why are America either selling or loaning out but, um, key players into our squads to just other teams? And then when we then get a player injured in that specific position, then we're just wondering who do we have or just, like, no one else. I mean, I guess if it's me trying to be positive, I guess look into the um, the Fuerza Basicas, look into our youth. But then the, the other problem there is they don't have experience on the first team. So it's like, do we really want to risk it and just having to just put one of the youngsters there who has no experience on the first team? It's like, here, you're going to start. We're wishing you the best. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work because we have no one else left. So we're just hoping that you can just cover that position. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I think at this point, America shot himself in the foot. Yeah, and then I kind of, I kind of feel like you know this is something uh, we could kind of go more in depth about once we ever get to those transfer rumors, um, um, especially with you know this potentially of uh, getting Franco and and Fuentes too. What what something can look like going forward. Yeah, no, and, and we'll get to that, and I think we'll just kind of wrap up this kind of Monterrey game. And kind of the one thing that a lot of people just want to hear is is. What are we doing here with the whole Piojo situation? Like, Dylan, again, time, week in and week out, and I shouldn't be asking this question that often, but is it time to press that panic button? 
I mean, I feel like even if you do press that panic button, then, you know, I, I think the Fuera up is going to get more serious, even though it's kind of just a, a little bit of a joke at the moment. And I still kind of bring up the question, who do you bring in? Like, in all seriousness, like, who do you bring in besides Ruben uh, Omaru uh, Mano? Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, I, I just kind of always raise that question. I mean, uh, I feel like, I feel like you kind of get ready to press it, but at the same time, I just, I just know that's how it's going to be. You want Piojo out. Um, people are going to want Piojo's head. And I just, I still ask, uh, who do you bring in then? I just feel like we're just going to recycle a manager at this point. Yeah, no. And look, I, I, I'm on board with, with the tough criticism that Piojo should be receiving at this point because he definitely should be. But like you mentioned, Christian, I mean, excuse me, Dylan, you don't necessarily press that button because you don't necessarily have someone viable to come in. I know, you know, you go on Twitter, you see all these people, they're saying all these foreign managers and that. But look, the problem is you bring in a manager midway through the season and that doesn't know the institution, that doesn't know what America is, that doesn't know what America means, right? You can you can know who America is, but if you don't understand what this institution means, what expectations are going to be expected from you, not just by the board, but by the fans, then you don't necessarily come in and do the most perfect job. Now, granted, I could be wrong. Some foreign manager could come in and change the whole perspective of America, and we can go unbeaten from that point on. But I just don't see it happening. That's, you know, the the, the more likely case is that they're going to come in, they're going to find uh, a mess of a dressing room, and then they're going to try to fix it in whatever way that they can. They're going to ask for some transfers, but the way we know that this board works, they're not necessarily going to get them. And now it's just, you know, it's, it's just going to fall apart. I, the only person, the only viable person that I would kind of be okay with coming into America if Piojo was to leave is Vasco Aguirre. The only reason why is because not only does he understand what this institution means because he played in America. He knows the expectations, right? He won that final with uh, America against Chivas back in the eighties. And then, you know, he's been in the league. He understands the league. He knows a little bit about it. So he's the one person that does make sense to me, but I just, I, I don't see it. It's not his team. I just feel like he just wouldn't be so comfortable coming right away mid season and trying to take over. But Christian, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that this is, this is something that we should be discussing about or again, still early in the season, give Piojo the chance to kind of keep going along. I mean, listen, we're not going to give it a PO midseason it, uh, unless we completely tank from here on forward and we don't win any more games and then we get destroyed and all the classicals. There's no way people's leaving. That's just uh, that's just fact. Now, <clears throat> do we want to talk? Do we want to visit the subject at the end of the season in December? Listen, I think I'm open to it. If things don't go our way, I know me. I, I know all of us kind of said if it doesn't go our way this season, we'll give him until the end of the classura. And then if things don't go well there, then we'll get rid of him. Honestly, now the way I'm looking at it, that might be a little bit, you know, expedited. You know, this team does not showing any any play style, any heart, any determination. Piojo doesn't know what the hell he's doing anymore. Uh, he needs to get his team rallied up, and we better see results starting this Saturday. And then, you know, the pressure's getting to him, and I think he knows that. I think he knows that it's time to kind of start performing. Uh, we have, we I think we have a couple, you know, games that are winnable for us uh, coming up. So I think, you know, I think he there we need to start regaining confidence. We're starting to get players back. We're starting to get Richard Sanchez back, uh, Giovanni dos Santos back, Benedetti's back. Uh, so maybe with these players, um, you know, Diaz is starting to get a little bit more comfortable in Mexico now. I think, you know, these are the players I think uh, Bio has to play with, and I think from there on, if you know Bio doesn't do well. We'll see what happens. But right now, midseason, unless, like I said, we completely tank from here on forward, it's not going to happen. Come back to me in December. We'll talk. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Right. Still a long season way to go. But now, like I mentioned, you look at the calendar, you open it up. What's next for America? And then you see, Piojo, you have to get all of these points possible. You have a game against Atlético San Luis. You have to win that game. Then you go and you have a game against Mazatlán. Need to win that game. You go up against Puebla. Also need to win it. You go up against Toluca. That is a must win as well. And then you talk about that Clásico Nacional and where are we at at that point in the season? We'll have to wait and see, but you still would expect America to get all three points in that game. If it's a draw, then I think we're, we're, we can, you know, go off of that. But then I think once you cross that Toluca line, you need to have all those wins under your belt because then we mentioned how tough of the season it is ending it. So, I mean, we'll have to wait to figure it out, but I do think it's still early on in the season. And you look at how tight things are are, are up right now in, in the table and over there in Liga Mekis, it's, you know, three points separate a lot of teams. And I, I don't think we're so off of kind of finishing off in a very good, comfortable spot. But I mean, We'll have to wait and find out. But mm -hmm. uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on in regards to this uh, America Monterrey game that was a disaster? 
No, I'm good. No, AJ, no. Christian. Oh. All righty then. Okay then. Well, thank you so much to everyone that's been tuning in so far. I uh, just want to say thank you to all of our listeners over on Spotify, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you for that. Also, before we move on into our next segment, huge shout out to the Lady Agnes who ended up winning their second game. More on that coming on later this week. We'll have all of that in-depth analysis and a preview of their upcoming match against Cholos. So if you don't want to miss that by any means necessary, so make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and you follow us on wherever it is that you want to listen to our podcast. All righty, gentlemen, are we wait, ready wait. to move on? Whoa, 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 yeah. Ivan, can we talk about what we talked about last night? Or just not yet? Not yet, not yet, not, not yet. yet. Whoa, not whoa, yet. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, hey, this, okay. as that's, that's big top secret news, my man. We I can't so just, yeah, yeah, it, no, especially right, in right. the mix of an America loss. No, we have to hold off on that. We, hold, we off, hold, hold off. Hold off to hold a victory, right? Oh, right okay. Yeah. Right, Don't worry, exactly. though. Uh, but you, you gave the people a bit of a preview there. We got some big news coming up for you guys. So make sure you guys, uh, like I mentioned, follow us on all social media platforms. We got a big, big announcement for you guys coming up soon. Uh, and hopefully a little bit more whenever uh, we do get that episode up and running. But okay, gentlemen, time to move on into the transfer saga. That is this transfer window. Christian, you're the man to go to. Let me know everything going on in Las Aguilas and America in regards to the transfer rumor. And talk to me about these potential rumors of a certain Lionel Messi coming to Las Aguilas and America. Okay, let's, we'll, we'll start with the big one. So yes, Lionel Messi is rumored to leave Barcelona. Uh, and it seems like America are front runners to sign the, the Argentines. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be a great addition to our team. Uh, I think, you know, he provides... Goals, everything really going forward. Like, like goals and assists. What, what, what could you, what, what could you tell Messi? Like, yo, yeah, you just you you provide depth. Yeah, you provide so, I mean, depth. So why? That's what we're bringing. That's you. what we're bringing you in. So you know, look, look for an official announcement uh, sometime this week regarding Lionel Messi. All right. So on to the the more minor uh, minor news. Uh, you know, obviously, unfortunately, due to the injury of Bruno Valdez, America is in the market to get a center back. Now, we were rumored to get another defensive player either way with Bruno, you know, still being in the starting lineup just to add, I guess, that kind of depth we were looking for. But now, I guess, it's more important now, more viable that we are getting a player. So, there, there's been a few names thrown around, so I'll kind of rank them from least probable to most likely, and then from there, we'll just bring on a conversation if that's okay with all of you. Um, so, we'll start off with um, Saul Salcedo. Uh, this is a center back from Club, uh, Club Atletico Huracan. Um, Paraguayan international, uh, you know, he's a very interesting option for me only because uh, I saw him play a couple times uh, in, in Libertadores and Sudamericana, and I think he's a very interesting, uh, interesting uh, player. I think he provides a lot of a lot of uh, smart positioning and a lot of tackling, which I think something uh, something we haven't really seen much from America in our center backs in recent years. But um, only problem with this with this um, this transfer is uh, right now it's only been reported by one major outlet. And it was in uh, in Paraguay. What no really Mexican outlets are picking it up. Uh, this name does not really been thrown around as much. So um, this is kind of the, one of the ones that I'm kind of pushing to least probable. The next one, Nestor Araujo. Everyone, Nestor Araujo. You know, Mexican international played at the biggest levels. Uh, for me, it brings a lot of talent, brings a lot of experience. I think that's something that we need. Kind of leadership, uh, leadership type role. Um, I would personally like this uh, if if he came. I think this would be a, a great signing for America. There's only two problems. One, I he wants to stay in Europe right now. That's 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 the key thing. Uh, two, um, I mean, he wants to stay in Europe, but I mean, if the money's right, he'll come to America, and that leads to my number two. Number two, there really isn't money right now for Nestor Araujo to pay to pay. Uh, oh, we used it up pay. all on Messi. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, we used it up on Messi. We can't really pay the team, and you know, he comes with a big salary. So that's why he's kind of on the least probable side. The next one, Hector Moreno. Again, I think you know he he wouldn't he wouldn't be uh he wouldn't be un unwelcomed here. Uh, I think he'd be a, a great addition to our team once again. You know, played at the highest levels, played at the biggest clubs in Europe. Um, you know, this is a this is a player again provides experience, leadership, experience, whatever you want. He has it again. Another problem, you know, his age is up there. Uh, I think this is something I made it kind of kind of trying to stray away from. Also, his wages. Wages seem a little bit too high for America right now. Um, so this is something, you know, that probably won't happen. Uh, the next defender, Alan Franco. This is a, a player who I think America has been rooming for about a couple seasons now. Um, you know, this whole saga with, with, with this club is ongoing still. 
Um, the the reasons why people are locating him right now with America is because, um, ironically, you know, um, their club has just sold Cecilio Dominguez to Austin FC, so that you know is bringing cash into into um, Independiente right now, uh, which then can be used to pay off the debt for America and then resume negotiations for Franco. There's only one problem with that now. Uh, you know, they're, they're they're playing hardball again. You know, they're they're asking for a little bit too much now, even with the debt kind of being a race now with uh with with the, with the money coming in for Cecilio. Uh, they're still playing hard to get. They still want a lot of money for Franco because they know he's such a big promise. Um, there are multiple teams looking for him to trying to get the best uh the best bang for their buck for the player. Uh, so you know, this is something that I I I want to see happen. I think out of everyone that I'm gonna announce right now. This is the one I want to I want to see come a true center back who has a lot of promise, you know, very ranked by ranked highly by a lot of a lot of people. Uh, I think he could do well for America. Um, the player has expressed his interest in coming to Mexico. He likes the idea. He wants to play for America. He he's ready to take on that challenge and take the next um, step in his career in America. And him would fit perfectly. You know, I think I think this would be a great fit. Unfortunately, though, he is not the front runner. As the next name I'm about to mention, Luis Fuentes, is the front runner to come to America. Reported by a lot of reliable sources that he is basically an America player. Should be announced in the next couple of days. Um, Luis Fuentes is coming back to America. Uh, this is a player who is very versatile. Can play left back and center back. Uh, something that I think we add as depth. That's number one. Um, it kind of fills that center back position. Even though I really don't agree with that. But we'll get that into a little bit more later. Um, can play a center back position if needed. Um, so definitely interesting uh player only because we had him then we let him go and now he's coming back um we let him go due to you know contract issues you know he wanted you know a certain wage and we couldn't really meet it so you know i, mean, I think it was in, in the best interest of america to kind of you know let him go uh, unfortunately he has no club right now but he has been training on the side keeping fit just in case any opportunity arises said opportunity arises with club america and i i think it, it works for both parties uh i don't know it's just Luis Fuentes, guys what do you guys think well, uh, a lot of names being thrown yeah, up. Out a there. lot of names. A yeah. lot of names. <laughs> I tried. Um, I tried my best. <laughs> no, good job. Good job. Um, I, I think we'll just kind of cut it off and say, look, Arajo and Moreno aren't coming. I think that's just a granted. That that should be a given. They're not going to come. Um, America's not in that in in any situation to be spilling out that kind of wages for uh, for anyone right now. Um, you know, so I think that's kind of a given. They're not going to I think the only viable options here are definitely. Well, you know, if if you assume that, you know, Fuentes is like they've mentioned already kind of an America player given. So because, of course, he is kind of a free agent at the moment. So, you know, if you're still looking for someone after the Fuentes situation, then I think, you know, you're definitely looking at uh, Franco or Salcedo because obviously those wages would not be as high. Um, I like you mentioned, Christian. I, I for me, the man that America should be going for is Franco. I think he would add a lot of good internal competition as well, right? You bring in a very good young center back that potentially could even take Bruno Valdez's spot. So, I mean, could be very, very good business for America. But like you mentioned, Independiente again playing hardball to get. I don't know why because it's only with America. Because I'll tell you this much: there, they were pitching about four to five million for uh for franco for the la galaxy so i mean you would imagine that they would ask more more money from you know the uh the mls team in regards to knowing that they can actually pay more mm -hmm. but uh i mean when it comes to america then i, I everyone just kind of wants to you know skyrocket the prices there but I, I would i would hope that franco is the man to come and uh fuentes in regards to fuentes i the only thing he does bring is depth, and that is pretty much it. I don't think he brings that much more talent, and I don't think he, like you mentioned, and I think you mentioned it a lot on Twitter, I don't think he solves our problems at the back. No, he doesn't. Uh, for me, I think he just, like you said, just brings depth. Um, listen, I, I, a lot of people were, were upset with the way he left only because I think he had a very good start to, uh, to America when he was playing. You know, he came in as a rotational player. He was never meant to start for America. It's just, you know, stars aligned for him. He, he gave a couple good games, and they were great games. Um, kind of in some games, probably the best player for us. Um, so I guess people just fell in love with that. And let's be honest, towards the end of the of that season, when 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 it did conclude, he wasn't really you know the player he was at the beginning. You know, he was making a lot of mistakes. Uh, a lot of goals were, were flowing in through his side. Um, and I guess it was just in the best interest for everybody to kind of let him go. The way the thing, I think he's coming back. I mean, I, I applaud for America for going after someone. 
But I think Ivan, and I don't know how the other two agree, we'll get their opinion in a minute, but I think it just should be Franco. Yeah, no, for me, it's Franco, Dylan, AJ, whoever wants to go first, but let me know oh. who you guys' front runners are. I'll go. I honestly would like to go with Fuentes, despite like what, what Chris said. He did like c- kind of concede so goals on his side as the left back position, but I think I feel like as well because I'm pretty sure that Boris Santos was playing at that left back side at the, even though he's originally a right back when he came from Santos. Either way, I just feel like he was making constant mistakes for his Santos, especially like you know from that um from that final against Monterrey where he did concede a really crucial goal due to his um. Uh, mistake at defending. So I feel like what Fuentes was taking the spot, like Christian Messi, it was just going to be a rotational player. But then when he actually started like to prove himself that we might have maybe, I I guess it, a hidden gem in the case, despite him like being old at the age of 33, but I feel like he was proving himself something. It's like we might have actually found a player that, you know, can take this spot. But I feel like maybe it was his first time in America. I guess the second time for him coming back, if that is the case, I feel like he would just say that I could definitely take the center back position or left back if Wessel Race is ever going to be taken, is going to be taken out. But I feel like maybe this time Fuentes can prove himself to be the player that America should be going for and for him to just say, I'll stay here for good. Plus, I just love his um, his black flip celebrations when he scored the goal, when he scored goals. So, like, that also would be something I guess to look forward to for me if I want to, if for me to celebrate about it, just his own goals celebrations okay so we heard aj's opinion so dylan tell me about yours i mean in all honesty i I've, with fuentes coming and i hope we do get franco but i just feel like at the end of the day if we just get one person it just be fuentes i think we're still in the same boat that we were whenever whenever we did have bruno i mean you have if you don't have Bruno now, but you're going to have Fuentes, you're going to have Aguilera, and then you're going to have Casares. I mean, you still don't have no depth there. I don't, I don't think that's the thing people are getting, which is why, you know, a lot of people were talking about Ortega, you know, being at Toluca and, you know, not even getting any minutes so far this season. I mean, you lost the defender there who, you know, started the first two games of the Clausura last year against Tigres, and I think Cholos, if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, kept a clean sheet and I think had pretty exceptional games. Um so, I mean, you lost depth there. And then you also, I mean, no, I don't think people are going to laugh. I'm going to say this, but I mean, you have Carlos Vargas. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he's out on loan with uh, Mazatlan. Um, I think, you know, you put him in the center back position and not in the left back position. You know, he's going to thrive in that, uh, that center back position. So you're still in the same boat if you get just one player. I'm hoping they get both Franco and Fuentes because that's a different story, I think. But if we're just going to stick with Fuentes and not able to get Franco, you're still in the same boat. Nothing really changes. Yeah, nothing at all. But I, you know, I think at this point, I don't think anyone expected an injury this severe on a player like Bruno Valdez. Which, by the way, if it hasn't been made clear already, he's going to be out for the for the fall, for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. um, and maybe a little bit of the start of the second one. So, of course, America, you know, has to bring someone in so they can kind of, you know, take his name down and put someone up there. So I think it's it'd be smart of them, like you mentioned, Dylan, to bring in two center backs because then you have an option to you know apply depth, and I think it gives us the opportunity, like we mentioned earlier, AJ, to give us kind of that formation changing where you have this kind of ability to kind of play that five at the back because now you have a little bit more depth in that center back role and uh we'll, we'll have to wait and see what america ends up doing but you know keep a close eye on our twitter feed we're gonna let you guys know if anything changes i think america needs to be smart about this obviously that window is closing very very soon in regards to when america can drop a name i believe it's september 5th yes. so very, very close. So, uh, what are we talking about? Like a week. So, America so, yeah. really needs to get business done in the next upcoming days. So, hopefully, we mentioned it's not just Fuentes because, yeah, we would be in the same boat, if not even worse. But we'll have to wait and see exactly what this board ends up doing. But uh, in regards to that, I don't think any more transfer rumors or speculations have been going on, and no real updates to talk about in Coapa. All we know is that Richard Sanchez is going to be back for this at the Lico San Luis game. And of course, Roger Martinez is going to be out and he shouldn't be coming back until like the Mazatlan or Puebla game because he should definitely ride the bench because I don't think he deserves to be starting again in an America jersey. He has to earn that back. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. So anything else, Christian, to update us on? 
for right now, that is it. But like you said, Ivan, keep us, um, keep us, keep, uh, keep looking at our at our Twitter page at Eagle Eye Podcast. Uh, I will have you guys with all the latest news and updates. And when this, uh, when any official announcement count will be there to to update you guys. Definitely keeping those fingers crossed that Messi arrives within the week. I'll have to wait and find out. But uh, all right, gentlemen, let's move on into our last segment of today's show, and that is Atlético San Luis going up against América. This game is going to be played on Saturday, and it is a road game. Dylan, should that worry us? Because America just have not looked like themselves away from home or even away from Seúl at this point. So that's the sad thing. Should we be worried that America is going to come into this game and just kind of bottle it just yet again? Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I kind of do. Um, look, I said it in, I said it in whenever we were talking about the Monterrey game, um, you know, just the way that the trend was going. I mean, that Monterrey game was supposed to be a game for America, you know, to win. Uh, but, you know, obviously they, they blew it and they lost 3-1. And so in, in terms, I don't think this team really can turn it around, um, especially with uh, the way they played after the adversity that they hit them. Obviously, Piojo um, can't kind of get really a good grip on this team to be like, hey, guys, wake, wake the hell up. Um, so I, I just, I just kind of, I'm preparing for the worst at this point. Um, but I won't necessarily be surprised either if they come out and, you know, they play pretty good, I guess. So it's literally, it's up in the air at this point, what America ha- is going to come out and showcase. But what we do know is that America need all three points, Christian. I mean, do you think there's has, do you think that Piojo is going to be able to kind of change these players attitude and that we're going to be able to go and grab this game? by you know just just right away take the game to to san luis get that early goal and just continue to thrash from there i feel like i think piojo said it in the press conference after the monterey match i think he said that you know players who who don't want to or don't look like they're determined or focused they're not going to play to me i think that's the the first step uh in this in this process of kind of going back to america you know esque play style ex status um i think i think Hopefully he brings out a whole completely different lineup um, and we'll just go from there. But I think players that, you know, probably are riding the bench that deserve a chance. Um, I think I think they're going to get it on, on Saturday. Well, then talk to me about that. Talk to me not about Piojo starting 11 that you think he's going to come out on Saturday, but the starting 11 America should play on Saturday. Um, you know, it's OK. Well, we'll go with this. I mean, yeah, we'll go with this. Um, we'll go with Choa Net. Uh, Jorge Sanchez, Emmanuel Aguilera, Sebastián Cáceres, Luis Reyes. Uh, in the midfield, you'll have Santi Cáceres and also González. On one wing, Sergio Díaz. On the other wing, Leo Suárez. In the can spot, Sebastián Córdoba. And up top, Federico Viñas. So you don't bring back Richard into the lineup? No, not yet. No. I wouldn't either. Not yet. He, he needs okay. to learn. Same thing okay. we did. Same thing with David Guido. Same thing with Jorge Sanchez. Same thing with Jorge Sanchez, but you need to learn as well. I think I think at this moment also brings a, a little more, especially whenever the guy gives you what two assists so far to this season, but then gets benched. I mean, I not don't know. That, yeah, not even yeah. that though. But I think he provides a lot of defensive work which you need. You know, obviously everyone who has a brain can realize that America's weak spot is the defensive side. Now, uh, you know, also in Santi are both CDMs, and they can provide a lot of you know filling in spaces when we need to. You know, uh, I think this this could be good for America. Maybe something start or something new. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I would like to see a four two three one hundred percent. Okay, I mean, completely agree with that. AJ, uh, anything to tag on in regards to that formation? And if not, then tell me how does America need to go from the get go to get these three points? Um, with formation talk, I think I'm down with that formation as Christian mentioned with that lineup. I feel like that could be the lineup that could potentially that could potentially um turn this these tough two games like around completely maybe get ourselves to start some goals against an Atletico San Luisa that hasn't been doing the best this season but I feel like with this lineup change we could probably get something going but then like with this game I think America just has to act like as if go with that mindset that it's like first game of the season we're gonna try to do our very best and get ourselves these three points though the one thing that really does concern me like the Bruno Valdez injury that happened. We have to figure out who's going to be at that center back position. But what worries me the most is that Atletico San Luis has some of the deadliest um, player, like offensive players. I want to say maybe in this league, by what I think, they have Mauro Quiroga, 
you have um, Nicolas Ibanez, and then you have um, this player that plays on the wing. You've got um, uh, Herman Betrame. Those guys can be really deadly, especially with knowing America's defense is a big problem. I feel like if we give if we leave too wide of a gap, Quiroga, Betrame, and um, Ibanez are just going to punish us completely and just score goals whenever the opportunity is given. So just, I'm honestly really just hoping. I'm kind of actually really worried about this game, to be honest. As like optimistic as like I am, have I been in this pocket? Just like after these two games, it's starting to really worry me about like whether America can actually get these three points again at the San Luis. I guess that insult to injury, we're just playing away. So it's just, I'm kind of just worried as well. Yeah, and I think we go back into what Christian was mentioning. Like whenever these kind of road games happen, America kind of, ends up being in this fatigue mode dylan do you think that's something that you know we should definitely worry about or do you think that's kind of gonna be over in this game um you you want it to be over i mean damn it i mean they're professionals i mean i I just kind of i hate to see that happen again i really hope not but it's like you said i think it's a curiosity aspect of you know thinking that but i want to say no Uh, i feel like the team you know can uh, get it together and realize, you know, the last time that, that happened, they're going to get uh, ran all ran all over on the pitch. Yeah, no, and and that's definitely going to be the case. So, I mean, we've mentioned about this kind of having respect for the rivals coming into this game and not really underestimating the opponent because we exactly know what happens whenever any team, especially a team that is facing some hard times like Atlético San Luis is at this moment, you know, they're going to put their best foot forward in this matchup, Christian. They're always going to come out and they're going to play their best. To the T, how does America combat this with the lineup that you just gave us? Tactically speaking, Piojo, what does he need to do? And, and what do these players need to kind of fulfill on the pitch in order for America to walk away with all three points? Because at this point, a draw is, 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 isn't is even looked at as reasonable. No, no, 100%. Well, you know, with the lineup I put out and having Santi and also, I think, you know, finally having a stable midfield would, would, would be probably key to this match. Um, we, we saw in the Monterrey game, you know, the, the lack of Richard Sanchez uh, and the inexperience of Emilio Sanchez kind of played a part uh, in that in that match. I, I think Monterrey's midfield kind of had a day field with us. You know, Santi Casa is only one player. Really, you know, when, when it's one player against two, one player even sometimes even against three, you know, it's, it's, it's a little tall, tall of a task for just one player to kind of, you know, control the mid and, and make something up, especially when the players in front of you aren't, aren't really doing much and, the, and you have to consistently worry about the players in the back of you. So... I think if, if we can establish a good midfield and I think if Gordler can get going in his creativity and I think if, you know, our wingers can can start producing a little bit more, I think we should be fine. Um, but, you know, that, that's, that's the thing that's scary, though, what America is going to show up. I think Dylan says it out time and time again. We never know what America is going to show up. What I put out seems like a great lineup, you know. You have Leo Suarez who's starting to kind of adapt better. Cordova is Cordova. And Sergio Diaz, for me, at least when he came on against Monterrey, um, if you want any, any, some sort of glimmer of positive, he seemed like he was very, you know, into the game. He seemed like he wanted the ball a lot. He wanted to create something. Unfortunately, you know, when, you know, your team's deflated and, you know, you, you really don't have much opportunity, much space to do stuff, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of, kind of getting lost in that. But I think if you give him the start, if you give him time to kind of sit in the game, kind of adjust to the, to whatever's going on, the situation, to the players around you, I, I think you can do well. Um, the, the little glimpse I've seen from him are all positive. Uh, so I think it could be the, that difference maker that we need. Well, let's see if he definitely is that difference maker alongside with Sebastian Cordova. Two players that need to have themselves quite the game and a lot to ask for. Yes, but when you're in an institution like America and you're wearing that jersey, you should know the responsibilities that come with it. Gentlemen, anything else to add on in regards to this preview? Oh, you're good. All righty then. Well, let's close this out with our predictions. And I'm throwing it to you first, AJ, because... I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. Um, I got myself with America winning this game going for um, 2-1. I'll go with. I would, like Federico, I would like Federico Vinas to um, score a brace in this match. Well, let's see if Federico Vinas ends up hearing your cry for help in this one. Well, it's official, guys. AJ is off that hype train with America scoring four-plus goals each game. We'll have to wait and see what happens going forward. All right, Christian, give me your prediction. 3-1 America. 3-1 America. Well, then, one falls off the horse, the other one gets on it. I see. I feel like, I feel like, 
if Sergio Diaz does start, I feel like he's going to be in a crucial part in this. And I just I, have some I sort of you, feeling that he might be the difference maker. Yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on a guy that just got here two weeks ago. Listen, like, every, let him every, adjust to Mexico. Like every it takes, every like, report, a month. every report said that in training he is, you know, far best in the best shape of his life. He is playing out of his mind in training. It's just, you know, there hasn't been much opportunity for him to kind of break into the starting eleven. I think this is the perfect time. Uh, you know, let's let's see what happens. All righty then. Well, Christian's being very adamant here with that scoreline prediction. Dylan, are you going to be as uh, adventurous with your prediction? He wants to be. Nah, it's going to be a 1-1 one, one draw. Oh, God. Wow. The, the dagger to the heart to all Americanistas listening to right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboy Dan has predicted a 1-1 one, one draw. Wow, if that is actually what happens, then we are going to have quite the conversation come next week. So... We'll have to wait and see what happens in regards to that. I'm going to go with a very, very dull, very boring, very close 1-0 win for America. I think like you mentioned, Christian, you know, it's time to kind of change the face of all of this. And even if you have to struggle to get all three points, as long as you walk away with three points and then you kind of add and grow from that, I think that's a plus. And besides, if you're able to walk away with a clean sheet, I think that just motivates more the defense that really, I mean, really needs it. At this point, so we'll have to wait and find out. Just one quick question, Christian: Do we know if George is a hundred percent ready to go, come back on the pitch? Well, he um, he needs to take, I think, one more test uh, to make sure he's completely negative. Um, he is training still, but I think if he gets one more negative, I think he's good to go on Saturday. All right, he was asymptomatic. Well, he was yes. asymptomatic. Yes. Okay. Well, fingers crossed that uh, George Sanchez is able to come back on the pitch because I don't know if I can stand another game with Paul Aguilar on that right Listen, back. That, that, that was just a, you know, just awful, awful performance. Uh, you know, and... um, my back question, continue. No, no, I, that's all I had to say. Trust me, oh, I don't, I, I don't want to talk take. more about Paul Aguilar. My hot take, you think, it's, you think it's time for him to just hang up the boots? Think for him to stand up all quits such how we say you think he shouldn't wear an America jersey anymore? Think his time is up? I don't know, but if you want a real hot take, Dylan, is Paola Aguilar the Gary Neville of America in this situation? Um, I think here's a hot take for you that you'll find Ivan and for everybody else. But I think uh, Cordova was the best player on the pinch against Monterrey. But I'll leave it at that. He ran the most. I'll tell you that much. I don't know if he was the best player on the pitch, but he just he just ran. And I think because you, of, he, of course you say that, Ivan. Of course he was just. I mean, it's good to see that he's running, but I mean, I mean, I mean if it wasn't Cordova, nothing, it, nothing it was, happened. He didn't create anything. I mean, if it wasn't if it wasn't Cordova, it was Bruno Valdez, and he didn't even play the whole game. He left early. And that, that that says a lot. That, that says a lot. Yeah, a lot. It really does. That a a play that was not in there for after what was the twenty the twenty eight minute mark or so. So yeah, if a play like that gone for that long was the best player, and when he got injured, like you said, Ivan. I think that's a bunch of red flags. There's, there's a problem there if that's the case. So, Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I mean, you guys heard it here first. Paul Aguilar should retire. Paul Aguilar is the next Gary Neville for the world of football. And you heard what Cowboy Dan said. So quite uh, quite the hot takes to end this show. But uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on before we kind of wrap it up? No, we're good. Stay safe, Please. though. Wear your mask. Wear a mask. Yes. What time, what time is the game on Saturday, Ivan? Black Lives Oh, that game is going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can catch that game over on Twitter. And if you guys, for whatever reason, cannot catch that game, you guys can follow us over on Twitter. And we'll have you guys covered with everything in regards to that matchup. So you don't want to miss a beat of it. And hopefully, America walks away with all three points. Any other questions, comments, or concerns before? I know we have a lot of concerns, but how about any questions <laughs> or comments? Um, America Feminine, when can, we, when can the people expect... So the people can expect the podcast to drop Thursday night and they can, they can expect the live show on Thursday itself. So you guys can catch that over 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 central, 10 Eastern. We're going to be talking all things Lady Aguilas. We're going to be talking about that great, great goal that was scored by who again? Uh, AJ, who, who? It was a great link up. It was it was Celine Valera. That rocket, that back heel pass from Montserrat Hernandez and Cecilia Valera. I will just scream on the top of my lungs when I saw that goal. That made me, that game and that goal just made me way more happy than watching the men's team from America play. So, it got a little bit scary though at the end. 
That's very <laughs> scary. And we'll get really to that. We'll, we'll talk about that because I think uh, these ladies deflated a little bit. Fatigue might have played a part, but we'll talk about that on Thursday. You guys can catch all of that. So make sure you guys do not miss a beat. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on Saturday. If not, we'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Like Christian said, wear a mask and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to YouTube. Thank you to everyone that's watching. Thank you to everyone that's listening. Again, be safe. Stay safe. Until next time, take care. And as always, Arriba America. Goodbye, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.